If you haven't been paying attention, the Mexican border is a filthy, disgusting mess of crime. There's all form of drug smuggling, gun running, illegal border crossing, and human smuggling. Generally, it's just a mass flood of illegal humanity. And when I say it's a mess, well, I mean it, it has always been a mess. But now in 2020, 2021, and 2022, there is no comparison. Well, technically, there is a comparison. You know what? The United States-Mexico border regularly rates high in the list of most dangerous borders in the world. In the recent past, the World Atlas has rated the U.S.-Mexico border as the fourth most dangerous border behind the Israel-Syria border, the India-Pakistan border, and, of course, the South Korea-North Korea border. Yeah, the first thing you'll notice, however, is that all of those who rate higher are all in war zones, while the U.S.-Mexico border is not an actual war zone. Now, incumbent Texas Governor Greg Abbott was just re-elected as governor this past November. And there's no complaint with that. After all, he beat the ultra-smart Hispanic rocket scientist candidate named Robert Francis O'Rourke. Oh, sorry. You may know Robert Francis O'Rourke by his Hispanic nickname, Beto O'Rourke. And oh yeah, he's not really smart, and he's not a rocket scientist. And he's not Hispanic at all. He's Irish. Well, Beto wanted an open border and suggested that he'd tear the wall that separates the United States and Mexico down. He's an open borders idiot. But luckily, Texans got together to ensure Beto would not become a governor. Texans hoped he would go away and never show his face after his devastating, embarrassing loss. But we'll see how that works out for us. I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd imagine we'll hear from old Beto again. He's like a roach. He's not going anywhere. So really, no one except open borders supporting globalist socialist types are upset that Abbott won. But when he ran, Governor Abbott made it clear that he would close the border and ensure Texas and the United States are secure. He made all the promises you'd expect a tough-on illegal immigration governor to make. He said all the key words you'd expect a tough Texas governor to say. So you'd think he was doing everything he promised to stop illegal immigration on the border after winning his election, right? Well, you'd expect that. But no, that's not happening. He's actually doing very little to combat the problem. He talked to talk, but doesn't seem to be following through on his promises. But today, the Texas border is being destroyed by illegal aliens, especially since Biden and the federal government are allowing people from around the world to enter through the southern border. Now, as a side note, I personally harassed Governor Abbott and his staff on Twitter for weeks, and afterwards, I noticed that his office started doing some of the very things I was harassing him about, including by sending the National Guard into the river in El Paso to occupy the land that the illegals were crossing into. I'll give him that. But Texans should not have to harass the governor into action, especially when illegal aliens were breaking the laws of the country they were entering. And honestly... Texas was part of Mexico, so Texans understand and generally are okay with Mexican illegal aliens. But now, we have illegal aliens from around the world entering the country, including from Asia, the Middle East, Africa, and even Eastern Europe. And it's a real tragedy as illegal aliens die en route, as children are trafficked and women and girls are raped in the process, 
the U.S. federal government is doing nothing. And as the federal government is doing nothing, Governor Abbott sits by and watches it all go down. Governor Abbott, though, he needs to bring the full scope of Texas power to the forefront. Governor Abbott needs to take another direction. And if he can't do that, he needs to step aside and someone else needs to replace Governor Abbott. This is why, my fellow Texans, I have decided to run, and I am announcing my candidacy for governor of the state of Texas. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks. Welcome to the upcoming American Revolution podcast. My name is Kali, and I'm your host. And now, I'm your governor candidate. Well, that is it, everyone. Now you know. I'm running for governor. And my entire platform is based upon one sole topic, and that is illegal immigration. It needs to stop, and I'm the guy to stop it. If there is ever anything that will lead us into a revolution in the future, it's illegal immigration. But today, since I'm running for governor of Texas, that's what we're going to focus on. My plan. There is an invasion going on on the southern border. I normally couch it as the southern border of Texas, but some people call it the southern border of the United States. And that's why Texas needs me to be governor. Mexico and Texas have a long and sordid history. Yes, Texas used to be part of Mexico until those early Texans spanked the Mexican military and started their own country. The Republic of Texas as a country was all fine, but the Republic of Texas made a treaty to join the United States and become a state within the United States. Some say it was probably a bad decision by Texas, but hey, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's skip forward to today. Texas is under assault. Illegal aliens from around the world are traveling north through Mexico and ending up in Texas. Under President Donald Trump, Mexico nearly ceased this illegal immigration through their country. But under more inept administrations, they have allowed the flow of illegal aliens once again. Yes, the inept administration we're talking about, that's the Biden administration. And yep, I know Kamala Harris is the border czar, but they're still inept. No one knows the true number. But it is more than 5 million illegal aliens since Biden totally and fairly won a totally legitimate <coughs> election. Now, for Mexico's part, they know that these people traveling through Mexico don't want to stay in Mexico. So they are letting them transit right on through. Is that something a friend or neighbor would allow? I would say not. So by that very nature, Mexico is not a friend of Texas but we probably have known that since 1836. As your future governor, I'm going to acknowledge what Mexico is doing and publicly declare war on Mexico. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not really war. That sounds harsh, but the point must be made. Even though we will not go to a physical conflict, or I should say we're not going to go into a physical conflict with Mexico once again, the main reason is because Mexico understands that fighting Texas is fighting the United States. But Texas can't let Mexico understand that although we are constrained by the current federal government, that Mexico is no friend of Texas. 
My plan as governor is what I've dubbed raise the temperature, boil the border. Yep, that's raise the temperature and boil the border. It's a simple two-part plan. My goal is to turn the border from a cold border into a hot border. So the first part of my plan is to raise the temperature. And normally, this is a straightforward job, but the U.S. border has a jurisdiction issue. Unlike every other border in the world, there are actually three sides to the U.S. border. On one side is Texas. On the other side is Mexico. But on the third side, the side that's actually the problem, is the U.S. federal government. Texas is the largest victim of illegal aliens in the country as far as states go. Mexico allows anyone to travel through Mexico, and the only place these people are traveling is into the United States. They are not traveling to Canada. They are going to the United States, and they are traveling through the few states that share a border with Mexico. They are Arizona, California, New Mexico, and Texas. And of all of these states, Texas is both the state with the largest border with Mexico and by far the state with the most illegal aliens entering. But Texas has a unique position and a unique role in dealing with Mexico and illegal aliens. As far as state power to minimize illegal entry into the United States goes, it is Texas that can take the most aggressive, most effective actions. The actions that Texas can take will have impacts on illegal aliens entering within the entire country, but that's only if Texas actually takes action. Mexico is the conduit to which it can be stopped. The people traveling through Mexico are not Mexican nationals, and they have no legal rights in Mexico. The Mexican government can give a damn about what happens on the Texas border because they don't have any risks associated with people illegally entering Texas. It doesn't cost them anything. It doesn't destroy their country, and they don't have to pay for it. In fact, they would have to pay if illegal aliens stayed in Mexico. Mexico allows people to enter their southern border to travel through. To get through Mexico, though, they have to purchase visas from the Mexican government, or pay corrupt police, or even pay drug cartels that have realized the real money is in human smuggling. Human smuggling actually benefits the Mexican economy, regardless of the corrupt organizations making money off of it. Legitimate governance and business makes money as well. Food and fuel suppliers make money, nonprofit organizations make money, and obviously, politicians are making money. Until it is forced to do so, Mexico will never blunt travelers moving through Mexico towards the United States. The final player in the southern border is the feds. The federal government is constitutionally charged with protecting the border from external enemies and from foreign invasion. In fact, the Constitution states in Article 4, Section 4, that the United States shall guarantee every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them from invasion. And to top it off, invasion has in turn been construed to mean military invasion even though that's not what the Constitution says. Over time, this article of the Constitution has been construed to mean that only the federal government can take any action in regards to any invasion, but the federal government has the sole jurisdiction over immigration, not over invasion. Obviously, the states do have a responsibility for their own security. Obviously, the Constitution was never meant to suggest that only the federal government 
can take any action in regards to an invasion. Imagine if Mexico were to attack the United States through Texas. Would anyone suggest that the Constitution only meant that Texas could not protect itself if the federal government were unable to do so? Absolutely not. This is part of the reason that states have a National Guard. It's also why states have a civil defense force, or what the Constitution calls state defense forces. In the case of Texas, this state defense force is called the Texas State Guard. It is older than the National Guard. It has zero affiliation or funding from the federal government, and it more closely extends to the forces that beat the Mexican military and led to Texas becoming its own country in the first place. States have a role in their own defense, and this shouldn't be watered down. But let's get down to business. Let's discuss exactly why you're going to vote for me and why you'll vote to remove Governor Abbott from office. Fundamentally, the main problem we are running into under Greg Abbott is not a new problem. It's a problem of political will. The federal government doesn't want to stop the invasion, and therefore, it does nothing but allow the invasion to occur. And Governor Abbott does not have the political will to use the power and weight of Texas to force the issue. So what is it I'm going to do? My ultimate goal is to bring the border to a boiling point. By raising the temperature, I will force Mexico to put its military on the border to counter the actions and consequences that Texas is causing. And at the same time, I will force the U.S. federal government to take a stand either in favor of securing the border or of forcing the state of Texas and the other border states to support open borders policies. Either way, it will lay bare to the American people what the federal government chooses to do. Yes, Texas must do everything it can to turn the border from a cold border to a hot border. A cold border is one in which both sides are at a status quo with activities on the border. A hot border is adversarial, where generally either side mistrusts the other and therefore must ensure that a balance is maintained through government, military, and law enforcement oversight. A border where oversight is required due to either country's national security concerns. When I become governor, at my level, Texas will inform the Mexican government that we blame them directly for the majority of the drug smuggling and human smuggling issues at the border. I will bluntly and publicly call out the Mexican government on the world stage. I will make it clear that Mexico is no friend of Texas, and I'll systematically raise the political temperature until there is a boiling point. Because the federal government is not communicating displeasure with Mexico, Texas must do so. The state of Texas must harass Mexico and Mexican interests in the state's jurisdiction until Texas' priorities become Mexico's priorities. Sure, Mexico will want to ignore Texas. They'll say that they'll only work with the federal government. But no, Texas as a state has an economy of $1.9 trillion. Mexico, as a country, has an economy of $1.2 As governor, I will remind Mexico of this by attacking the Mexican economy. Although there are more than 25 actions and executive orders I'm going to take, today I'm only going to go over six. These are items that will have an interesting effect and don't give away too many secrets. For Mexico, the first item will be to inspect vehicles from Mexico who enter the United States. I'll build state inspection checkpoints behind all federal immigration border checkpoints. I'll stop and inspect driver's documentation for insurance, 
and driver's licensing. I'll conduct vehicle safety inspections to ensure that vehicles are safe to operate on Texas's roads. This will allow Texas more control over border checkpoints because the state will then be able to slow down the vehicles attempting to enter the United States by backing up vehicles into the federal checkpoint. The second item will be to go after businesses assisting in illegal immigration activities. I intend to make it painful for all charter bus companies to the point that it is difficult for the federal government to move those who enter Texas illegally to be transported around Texas. The feds need charter bus companies, but if buses have bad tires, don't have insurance, whatever, Texas Department of Public Safety will stop that bus, inspect it, and have it towed. If a driver is caught operating unsafe vehicles repeatedly, the state will suspend or pull commercial driver's licenses. If hotels are housing illegals, Texas Public Health Services will inspect those hotels and if the hotel cannot pass inspection, the state will pull their business licenses and close those hotels. If nonprofit organizations are helping by providing foods that aren't refrigerated or meet health codes, if they don't have licenses in Texas or they're not in compliance with their licenses, we will remove their ability to do business in Texas. We will increase audits of these businesses to ensure that they are meeting their regulatory and financial requirements and close them if they are not. Now my third item for Mexico is more aggressive. I will utilize the Texas State Guard as the basis for a volunteer posse, let's call it. Posses are legal in Texas. Texans and citizens from other states will be able to volunteer to work under Texas law enforcement personnel, maybe for a stipend. They will be force multipliers for Texas efforts. We will bring veterans, patriots, and others to augment law enforcement. After they are criminally background checked, they will be used to monitor and help secure the border. The ones who desire can be armed and will back up the law enforcement personnel on the border itself. Others will be posted in camps along the border to identify routes smugglers are using and to collect border intelligence. Some will be deployed to ranches on the border to assist landowners if their ranches and lands are being used by human or drug smugglers. They will use the skills they have to help secure their border. Their rules of engagement will be clear, and they will be able to use their firearms to protect themselves, and if they are threatened from Mexico, they will be able to return fire into Mexico. We will use Americans who desire and are called to help secure their border to actually secure their border. This legal but provocative action will no doubt lead the federal government into fits and emotional breakdowns. They will want this activity to stop, however, they will not be able to force it to stop. This will also be provocative to Mexico as random armed personnel and posses will be operating on the border, especially in the case of armed engagements with drug and human smugglers. Mexico will have to send military or police personnel to monitor border activities, but Mexico will not be able to ignore the borders as they do today. The three items for the federal government I will use are 1. Require the state approval before local jurisdictions and law enforcement can work with federal government, except in cases of immediate emergency. I will author and sign an executive order through the Texas Commission of Law Enforcement for all Texas law enforcement personnel to be trained on when and how they can communicate with federal law enforcement. This should be considered a check and balance between federal and state governments. If federal law enforcement agencies can direct state and local law enforcement agencies to assist or not to assist the federal government, there is no federal relationship. 
there is in practice a national police force without check and balance. Individual law enforcement officers can be sanctioned, investigated, or lose their ability to police in Texas if they work with federal law enforcement agencies and do not have permission to do so. And not only can individual officers be decertified, but entire police departments can be decertified if they ignore my executive order. The second thing I will do is I will disallow state resources to assist and limit cooperation with federal agencies without prior state approval. I will create a Texas State Coordination Center. Their job will be to track activities conducted by entities under the state constitution and their relationship to the federal government. The state, come to think of it, every state must gain control over how much state resources are being used towards federal projects and programs. As an example, why should a state funding a deployment of the National Guard be used to process illegal immigrants into the United States when the federal government claims immigration as its sole jurisdiction? Why would Texas help the federal government process illegal aliens to be dumped into the streets of Del Rio, Texas or El Paso, Texas? The third action I will take is to fill the gaps in the wall. I'll build a semi-autonomous engineering group, kind of like the Navy Seabees. They will travel the border and repair or install border fencing. They will require little direction from the state, and they will make on-site repairs where needed. They will be able to pay local construction companies if they require help as well. I will force the federal government to either support the actions of Texas or to not support border security and let the federal government move to make it easier to enter the United States illegally. Texas will show clearly whether or not the federal government wants to stop illegal immigration. In 2022, the federal government sued the state of Arizona because they used 152 metal shipping containers to seal a gap in the border. That Arizona border worked great, and therefore the federal government wanted it removed. Why would the federal government want to make it easier to enter the country illegally? Hmm, great question. But when we do it in Texas, we will let the government take us to court, and we will simply fight it and appeal any decisions counter to border security indefinitely. We will fight it for years if necessary and merely outlive the current administration, which at this point is only two years. If the federal government wants to go and merely remove sections of fence or barrier, that is something they will have to explain to the American population. But it will be documented, filmed, and shared for the world to see. And if barriers to illegal immigration are removed, new barriers will magically find their way to replace what the federal government removed. It will be a battle of wills that Texas must be in the forefront of. Hopefully, it will lead other states into doing the same. With multiple states taking these similar actions, the federal government will recognize that it is not as powerful as it believed. So there it is. Those are the first steps I will take to implement my border security plan as governor. These actions are calculated to bring the border to a boiling point. Can you imagine if Texas were to stop all cooperation with Mexico and reevaluate, or as the kids like to say, reimagine the 10th Amendment relationship with the federal government? Every decision I make regarding Texas's relationship with Mexico will be based upon how much the Mexican government is willing to protect our relationship and I intend to reestablish checks and balances with the federal government. After all, the problem the federal government has with Texas is that Texas at any point 
can choose to make the federal government's job extremely difficult. Just as politicians can make all the laws they want, if no one follows them, they don't have much of a law. They will need someone to actually threaten force against those who do not follow. It's easy when it is only one person who has to defend themselves from the federal government. The government can merely run them out of money or run them into bankruptcy. It's another thing when a state refuses to follow the federal government. Just like the federal government can't really run out of money in a lawsuit, neither can a state. Okay, okay. Admittedly, my odds of beating Greg Abbott in the next election are slim to nil. Not because I wouldn't do good at the job, but because I'd likely never get support from those who donate to governor candidates. Many of them, I suspect, want to maintain the chaotic, disorganized, and dare I say corrupted status quo. But the bigger point of my running is that any governor of Texas must realize that Texas and Mexico are on a collision course that must eventually intersect. It is a fact that eventually Texas will have to confront Mexico or Mexico will have to confront Texas. But since Governor Abbott doesn't seem to be up for the task, somebody has to take him on. Without challenge, politicians get soft, and then they begin to believe the lies they said to get elected, but they will never follow up. They hope you believe them when they say it, but they also hope that you forget that they said it. Governor Abbott has been the governor since 2015. He's soft. So keep me in mind when Texas has its next governor elections in 2026. Thank you for stopping by the upcoming American Revolution podcast. I will talk to you in our next episode. And remember, Kali for Texas governor in 2026. So those are my thoughts. Thank you for stopping by the American Revolution podcast. You can contact me at the upcomingamericanrevolution.com. Go to the bottom of the page and you'll see a message box. I'm always up for your questions or topics you'd like me to discuss. Subscribe now to the upcoming American Revolution podcast wherever you listen to podcasts at. Thank you so much and we'll talk to you next time.